Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Welcome everyone to the Walking Dead TV Podcast, episode 278. This is Russ, and we're light tonight. It's Jim and Daryl and me. That's enough. That's enough. We can't, we can't handle it. We could do it. We got everybody, this. Everybody else is reading, is watching The Mandalorian. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this is... I, we don't have any news, do we? I didn't, I didn't hear anything come up on news. I didn't see anything. Not even in the chat. I mean, usually in the group, you know. The, yeah, the, there hasn't been any developments that I'm aware of. People are great with that. But I do want to mention in the Facebook group, you can read Aaron's reviews on WeLiveEntertainment.com. And uh, Michael Cudlitz is going to be shooting the new Walking Dead spinoff. So. Oh, yeah, I guess that is a little. Yeah, you're you're right. That is That's cool. News. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I always like him, seeing him around, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm the, that's probably the newsiest news that's really going around right now that I know of. All right, so we'll get into it. I will say that Greg, Greg Nicotero from The Walking Dead made uh, – Watch Creep Show because God damn, that's a good show. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's really good. It's like way better than it had a right to be. But I'm sorry. Let's talk about The Walking Dead. Yeah. Season 10, episode 6 Bonds. Uh, so this starts Jay- with. The, James Bonds. Yes, James <laughs> Bonds. Stocks and Bonds. Uh, <clears throat> Well, we start the episode and Carol wakes up, uh, kind of getting ready, ties her shoes, makes some coffee, getting ready to go out. Um, Daryl's outside smoking. So, okay, I have a question. Tobacco Mm -hmm. or weed? What's the consensus? Uh, I'll say weed. I'll say yes. (laughs) Exactly. Well, yeah, that's a better answer. I think it's yes. (laughs) Daryl looked very calm. It's you. early in the morning. You don't want to go. You know, I'd say. I say yes. Yeah. He, so looked, the he looks question, very twinkle. Uh, this, the the second question is: We know what Daryl might be smoking, but what's Norman Reedus smoking? Well, that's uh, definitely, definitely weed, especially <laughs> oh. especially if you've seen any of Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what him and Kojima were smoking, but whoa. Okay, smoking anyway, that's one, of those, uh, one of those acid dip cigarettes from, that is uh, from uh, totally, totally different. Once upon a time so. in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> one of those Brad Pitt specials. Uh, spoiler. Um, <clears throat> so Daryl goes after. Say K- spoiler. You're yeah. supposed to say spoiler first. Damn it! <laughs> oh, right. Oops. I know that Russ always gets that wrong. I'm sorry to interrupt, buddy. Go on. That's okay. I'll get it right eventually. Um, so Daryl goes after Carol to see what she's up to because um, she's obviously getting ready to uh, to take off. And uh, she's she's kind of playing the innocent, like, oh, I'm going to look for Negan, of course. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, BS on that. Like, I, I know that's not what you're I doing. ain't that high. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, plus, uh, you know, she's like sits in one spot. I think that's what really sets it because, you know, you really think like Negan's just going to wander up to you through an open field. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so that, yeah, that was to me was why it kind of called BS on it because, you know, she just just sitting there. Yeah. Plus, she just, I swear, Carol just has that look like I'm about to do something dirty. Yep. She just has that look. Like, there's a there's just a certain way that she carries herself. And, be, you know, and they know each other, right? They know each other for a long time. He knows she know, he knows she was on some bullshit as soon as he saw her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and to be fair, I think he's kind of keeping an eye on her since the whole episode when they went after the, when yeah. they went after Alpha from before. Yeah, he's like, worried. Yeah. He's what yeah. he knows something's She's not right with her. Yeah, right. Yeah, he had a, a tr- who do you have to talk with when he said that a couple episodes ago? I'm trying to remember. He said he was worried about the way Carol had been since he got off the she got off the boat. Uh, to it was the uh no it was uh, uh, uh it wasn't was the it, king. No, no, it wasn't the king. Was it Aaron? It might have been Sadiq or Aaron. Maybe I'm not sure. I think it might have been Aaron. Yeah, I don't think Maybe it was. Okay. Aaron, but... okay. But yeah, he's definitely concerned about her, and that's why he's keeping an eye on her. Because he's seen this, he's seen this Carol before. Yeah, yeah. And so he knows. But she comes clean and says that. Well, sort of comes clean, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and says she's going after Alpha's horde, and that she she wants she's trying to to find out where where they are, and she's like, and he's like, oh, I forget what he he asked her something, and she's like, no, I figure if we can find it and then destroy it, like she figures, okay, if. Uh, Oh, he thought she was going to kill Alpha, and she's like, "No, he's going. She's yeah. going to kill the Horde because she figures once she kills the Horde, then Alpha has no cards to play, right? Like, right. then they don't I, have to worry about retaliation because, right? You know, right was now, it the scene where he said, didn't he say something like, or was it? I might be ahead of the episode, but he said something like, "This will go on. This this comes back on the group. Not no, just that's further you. on. That's yeah, that's further okay, on. Yeah. okay. Well, I mean, also, I mean, they've been." You know, pummeling the settlements with these, uh, you know, parts of their horde for you know what is it weeks now? Yeah. yeah. Def- so I mean, they, you know, something's got to give. It's kind of a smart strategy to you know. I mean, I know it's kind of a BS cover story, but you know, it does make sense they'd want to find that horde considering the way she's weaponizing it against them and stuff. Yeah, and 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 to her credit, yeah, if they can take out the horde, then Alpha has no power, right? Right. And right. you right. know, they, they're just dealing with a. Uh, you know, a small group of of whispers. It's not like they have, you know, hundreds or even thousands of them in their little ca- camp there. So, mm-hmm. um, so then we cut back to the clinic, and Dante is uh, Mister Bedside Manor. Uh, <laughs> I love he's he's schmoozing that older lady, and what'd she say? She said she said uh, he said something to her, and she's like, "I will." What did she say? I'll I'll wear your ass out, or I'll I'll. Uh, something like, like that. Like yeah. basically, like like she'll she'll give him a run for his money. Right. Uh, anyway, it was, it was just kind of funny because she's clearly sick and not doing well. Right. Um, yeah. And there there's a lot of people sick. So before it was just Rosita, and there were a couple people here and there. But whatever the sickness is, is is definitely spreading and it's getting yeah. worse. Well, what do you, you think know, it is. I'll tell you exactly what it is. They put dead people in their water supply. It's dysentery. It's got to be, right? It's got to be. That's the only thing I can think of. That's like, why they were. That's why they were building that dam of of dead bodies, right? Yeah, affect the water, right? And they kept wanting it to sink to the bottom so they couldn't see the bodies, right? It had to be it. 
Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It is. Remember when they kept hitting the body? They were trying to. Oh, they were the damming up the. Right? They were damming up the creek. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying that's like that's kind of. I mean, I'm guessing so. Yeah, yeah those that would bodies dissolving. I mean, yeah, those bodies dissolving. It's like organ trail, man. You're going to die of dysentery. Yeah. Yes. Um, so then we cut to Negan, who's blindfolded, being walked back to the camp. And Negan, I will say, we're back to full Negan in this this episode. Which is kind of fun, because we haven't had him in a long time. So it's kind of fun to get get back to Negan. I mean, plus it's cool to see full-on Negan up against the Whisperers. Yes. You know what I mean? We've we've only ever seen full-on Negan as like an antagonist to our people. Now he's antagonizing... He's got to be full and on Negan to do what of, he's got to do. He's got well, to. He's kind of acting like he's collaborating by the end, but I don't think that's going on. Yeah, no, me either. But full on Negan, you, you, when he does full on Negan, that's survival mode, right? That's, right. Sure. That's his survivor mode. He has to be that to survive in that kind of uh, environment. Well, he kind of lost that before, and he had to get yeah. back to that. Right now, uh, what? What was the most Negan thing he said? Because I think uh, saying the Alpha tightened his britches was probably the most Negan thing he said. Oh, that was the most Negan. <laughs> yeah. I think that was it right there. That was the most Negan thing to say. It's the kneeling thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he, he asked if they go commando under that skin. He's like, well, there you go, <laughs> right, right. commando under that skin. Uh, also a very Negan thing to say. Yes. Uh, and he mentions he he was locked up for eight years, and that the people that are basically beefing with the whispers are the ones that kept him captive. So he's mm-hmm. ready to spill everything. He's he's like, take me to Alpha. I'll tell you everything you want to know. Right. And it's funny because Beta just takes the blindfold off his eyes and puts it on his, his mouth. mouth, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> clearly Beta is not uh, not a Negan fan. At oh point. no, no, not at all. Not the loquacious one. Nah. Not a fan. Uh, so we cut back uh, to Hilltop, and Jerry's wife uh, is visiting Eugene, which is funny because she seems to be a radio enthusiast. And, uh, of course, Eugene goes uh, on a deep dive on the radio, and she's like – she's kind of like – it's funny. She's almost like humoring him at this point. It's like, oh, oh yeah. Sure, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, uh, i got to get back to my kids, so uh, – <laughs> I'm going to go. But obviously, Eugene has uh, rigged up the radio to where it's better, bigger, better, stronger, right? He's used parts. Mm-hmm. Of, I don't know how it works, but I guess parts of the satellite were able Soviet to. Soviet satellite guts, buddy. Yeah. That's, um, <laughs> I mean, if you ask that's a soldering Eugene, gun, he'll right? tell you. If you and, yeah. 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 And if you ask Eugene, he'll tell you. Oh, sure. He wanted to tell you. Maybe by the end, and maybe by the end of the episode, he'll find a love connection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eugene. Ask him what time it is. He'll build you a clock. Yes, he will. Uh, so speaking of which, now that the radio souped up, uh, Rosita calls him. And she's almost kind of like delirious at this point oh, to some degree. Sure. You know, for she's sure. got the fever. She's not feeling well. She, and then was it just me or did you guys get the impression that Eugene was like moving out of the friend zone? Like he because he, she was like kind of talking to him and being nice to him and. Uh, he just kind of uh, had that twinkle in his eye. Like, like I don't ah. think it was about that. I think it was sort of, it was more about, I'm not there and you do miss me. Like you, like she always has to act about her not feeling and, and, Oh, now I'm not around. You, you kind of miss me, not, you know, miss me not being there. 
and he a talks bit. about how busy he is and yeah. everybody wants a slice yeah. of Eugene. <laughs> right, right. I think that's what it is. I think he truly knows there's no ch- he has no chance. I think he gets that part, but he does feel good to have to have her uh miss him, you know, and appreciate uh what he, you know, the 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 time he he spends with her cuz he did it dedicate a lot of time to her. Yeah. She's missing all that free babysitting. Yeah. yeah. I think Sadiq is missing the free babysitting is what's going on there though. Uh, Yeah. I think you're right. right. Yeah, that's true. So we cut back to Daryl and Carol and they're just kind of sitting around tossing acorns at a, at a can. And (laughs) it's kind of funny, you know, this is more of the two of them sitting there having conversation and she's, they're ribbing each other about their bad aim. And, you know, she even says, Mr. Crossbow, I thought your aim would be better than that. And, that's the porch sitting podcast I want to do. <laughs> uh, but then she asks about Connie, and he's like, "Oh no, there's nothing going on there." And and Carol's like, well, "Why not? Like, you know, you can basically you can be happy." And it, it's funny because it's not a situation where Daryl doesn't want to admit it because there's something he feels for Carol. It's right. I think this is just Daryl being Daryl, right? And again, I I, I just appreciate the fact that these two can act this way and there's no sexual tension. There's no, nope. there's no, th- no, this is true friendship. And this yeah. is, you know, two adults. It's refreshing to see a, a man and a woman in the TV show who just respect each other as friends. Yeah. They're family Definitely. by now. Definitely. They're, they're totally. And like, this point. I mean, every time we see this before, it's always, you know, Oh, they start out as friends, but by season two or three, there's romantic, blah, blah, blah. No, they're just like friends who yeah. you know each other. They're, like you said, Daryl, they're family. They yeah. respect and trust and love each other. You know? It's funny because you. This is in in a lot of shows. This happens where the, the the two have the chemistry. They when they start the show, they're just friends, right? They had no intention of making them friends, but then when ratings go down, the show starts to you know they need something to hit it. They because this has happened in many shows. All of a sudden, someone comes in and says, "All right, make them uh, give them some romantic uh, intertangles." That's what, uh, that's what and, killed and Cheers. That's what killed Cheers. Yeah, they yeah, killed, they killed Moonlighting. I mean, there are a bunch of shows that. that yeah, but, they didn't yeah. need to do it, but then some executive is like, "Well, the ratings are down. You know what you got to do? You got to hook them up." X Files was meant to be that way. We all yeah. remember the Joey and Rachel thing. Like, we don't want to go there again. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, and plus, I mean, these are these are really well acted scenes. You know, you yeah. can tell oh, yeah, these actors sure. are very comfortable playing these characters with each other. Yeah, right. Or you can tell the characters are very comfortable around one another and can basically mm-hmm. say anything to one another. Um, yeah, especially I mean, as well. Go on. I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but no. So they they just kind of have this this conversation about you know the fact that he it's okay he can be happy like he, if he wants to be happy and right. Again, I think Daryl's just afraid. Um, but clearly, it, it, it again, it's clearly we see his actions when he's around her. I mean, he's mm-hmm. learning sign language, for God's sake. Right. You know, he's he clearly cares about her. Right. Um, she called him family, I think, a couple episodes ago. Yeah. yeah. For family and then pointed to him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, but I think he's, he's not he's, naked, but he's afraid. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, I mean, considering how abused and his upbringing and everything, it's, it's got to be, like, very, very hard for him to trust anyone, you know? So, well, every, every person a long he time. had family. Yeah, every, everybody that he called family physically abused them and oh, mentally totally. abused them. So, I mean, 
look how long. I mean, that's another thing I like about the Daryl and Carol uh, relationship. It, mm. it it didn't seem shoehorned. It just naturally evolved as the characters yeah. evolved, and it just seemed very natural. You know, two abused people know what that feels yeah. like. There's a, yeah, there's exactly. a thing exactly. they understand that other people will not try to see it in one another. Yeah, they, they see it in one another, and they handle each other better than yeah. other people do because we just don't know how to. You know, you don't know how to handle something like that. They, and if you think about that. it too. You know, Daryl seeing firsthand every time he he's around somebody that's with somebody romantically, mm-hmm. one of them dies or both of them. Yeah. You know, Rick, oh. you know, Lori died on Rick. Mm-hmm. Then Rick, you mm-hmm. know, quote unquote, died on Michonne. Yeah. We had, you know, uh, Aaron's Aaron's husband, uh, uh, you know, died on him. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, yeah. they're, they're, his brother died. Like all these, you know, all these people that are around uh, Glenn dies like all these people around him that were in some kind of relationship, you know, one side or the other died and he's, he's still there. Right. So he sees what the pain that they're going through being, um, you know, he sees the grief. Yeah. He's with the the grievers. He he pretty much is seeing the destruction of that. You combine that with his own issues with abuse and, and the way he's treated. And it, uh, it, 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 it's not a good, it's not a good situation for poor Daryl. Or Carol, no, for that matter. Not at all. Not at all. Um, so uh, Alpha and Beta have a, have a conversation, and Alpha wants Negan tested. Um, and mm-hmm. Beta's not real keen on this. Like, he he doesn't you know, trust him. He doesn't like him. He, you know, Beta, Beta's probably a better judge of character at this point than uh, Alpha. Oh, yeah. Is. Yeah, I um, think so. This is Alpha, when, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I think you're about to say the line I was going to say because it was just like a really cool scene. But go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't. I didn't have any quotes. Oh, okay. Um, she's like, uh, she looks at him and goes, "Is it finally time for the beta to become the alpha?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, he kneels down. He's like, "Never." Yeah. yeah. And Negan's Negan's eye in this whole thing. Like, <laughs> totally. I mean, he's he's like the wheels are turning. You know, I mean, you can yeah. just see it like it's like a slot machine going on in his brain. Like, what am I going to do with this? How am I going to do like this? Yeah. It's funny because it's evil. It's it's uh, evil uh, master one on one where you you go. Oh, you want to challenge me, little? You know, like you want to you want to challenge your master kind of thing and. Which makes them go, no, 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 of course not. Of course not. I wouldn't want to do that. Um, makes me think of Star Wars. I don't know why. <laughs> Vader to the Emperor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because she, she even does. She does her tone. Like her, you know, she even does the uh, the teasing of that. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, you oh, you want to you wanna be in charge now, huh? Everyone's challenging me. Everybody's questioning my leadership now. Um, you got you got to beat the man to be the man, right? Yeah, yeah. But after he kneels, he only kneels down. They're like it just sends like Negan on this uh, whole tirade, just about kinkiness and dealing. And well, I like how it shows him looking. I was funny. You can just see his brain. You can see the smoke coming out of his brain yeah, 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 of yeah. how I'm going to manipulate all exactly, of this. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so Sadiq is back on dad duty, and uh, don't look happy getting... about it. Yeah, Rosita's getting worse. She's mm-hmm. she's clearly getting worse. She thought, and she's like, "Well, I thought I was doing better, and now I'm actually worse." And he's like, "Okay, it's you're going to the infirmary." And she's like, "Uh, no, no I don't want want to go." But he picks her up and and takes her there. Um, now, Rosita said she would call Eugene back later in the afternoon. So mm-hmm. Eugene is back on the radio waiting for her call, and he's 
of course, doesn't hear from her, so he calls Alexandria. He gets no response. And then he decides to test out the radio and he goes a little wider um, <laughs> and see if anybody's out there. And then we cut back to Carol and Daryl, and they see that little walker group that was spinning around there with uh, with one of the whisperers. It's getting bigger. Right. And they see it is, it's, it's not a horde by any stretch, but it's definitely getting larger. Like it's, you know, at first it was, I don't know what, there were like six or eight of them in a circle, and then, mm-hmm. you know, now it's probably like 25 or 30. Um, and. Carol wants to cross over to it's starting to get dark and she feels like, okay, if they go on the move, we'll, we'll never be able to track them. Like maybe we can find out where they're coming from or we can find out where they're going to, but either way we need to do that. Yeah. He, he says they, well, they need to cross over to, to do it. And Daryl's like, are you sure we want to, at first she's Daryl's like, well, we need to go get some backup. You know, we need more people. And Carol's basically like, Man, we need to butch and Sundance this thing. Like it needs to be just the, just the two of us, right? Like right. the old times, like me and you. Um, what and, could go wrong? And yeah, it's almost right. like she's she's like questioning his uh, his ability, right? Because she's like, well, if, I guess if you want to go get more people, and then Daryl, you know, has to kind of like uh, uh, defend his honor or prove that you know he's he's not a he's not a, a wuss right. and just kind of back down from his statement before, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's like, okay, fine. But then they have this, infer- you know, that the Daryl, this is where the point you were making earlier, where Daryl, Daryl in the show, uh, <laughs> says, hey, if we need to do, be smart about this. And, and, you know, because if we get caught, everybody else pays the price. Yeah. And Carol's like, we're paying the price every day. Yeah. Like, we're, we, we never stop paying the price. Um, which makes sense because obviously between the initial attacks, between the spikes, between, the constant horde, uh, you know, waves of, of walkers that are coming at them, like they can't get a break. No. So, so she's like, you know, look, we, we yeah, the, the basically the the risk is worth the reward in this situation. And he's he's like, okay, but if we if we realize we're kind of in a bad spot here, or we're going to get caught or or anything, we're we're out. Like we're going to just we're we're going to retreat back. And she seems to agree to that. Um, and then she's like, I got to pee. And so she gets up, and Daryl's concerned because he he was asking her for something earlier, and she's like, "No, no, no, I'll get it." And grabbed her bag and didn't want him to see it, so he's immediately right. suspicious. Well, he probably um, thinks she's going to try to take another stab at Alpha too. Yeah, yeah, oh. he thinks she's got the gun, so he starts looking in her bag, and Carol comes back and is like, "Oh, so did you find what you were looking for?" <laughs> and um, he he asks her about the gun, and she's like, "No, I didn't bring the gun. I don't have the gun with me." Um, but it's clear that Carol's got some other agenda or something going on. Like there, there's more to this story than what she's saying. Um, the next we get this fun. It's almost like a funny montage type oh, sequence yeah, yeah. where uh, Beta Beta's out with Negan, and it's like dig, and he makes him dig this big ass hole. And then they're out like skinning walkers, and, <laughs> and Negan has to go and he like he's skinning a walker, Beta skinning a walker, and then they have like their little drying lines or whatever. And Negan takes his piece of flesh out there, and it's like this almost like a wash rag kind of thing that he flops over the line. And then Beta comes with this perfect large square, you know, perfectly cut thing that lays over the line. And then Negan looks at it, and he he even takes that little flap and flips it over, just so it makes it look like it's a bigger it's a bigger piece of skin than what he's got. 
It's like um, the 80s movie montage walking down Exactly. Style. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, they hunt a boar, and... Uh, and then they they end up the the hole was to bury the remains. So I guess they they pulled all the meat and everything off the bore, and then they they buried the rest of it, um, in there. <clears throat> so it's just, anyway, it's just kind of this funny sequence of you know of Negan going through the trials here of all this crazy stuff that he's being put through, um, and and they give him a little pocket knife. Like Beta gives him this little tiny pocket knife to to do his his business with. Um, uh, back back at the in. in uh, in Hill in uh, Alexandria, the, the uh, Sadiq gets uh, resided to the infirmary, and the infirmary is full, like it is packed with people, and Dante is getting overwhelmed, and even he's starting to not feel so great, right. and Sadiq gets pissed because he's like, "I told you this is why I shouldn't have left. You should have come and got me. Like you know, this is getting out of hand." You know, this is this is going to spread. He almost, you know, the doc, because he wasn't feeling good, was almost treating the symptoms and not trying to get to the root of it. So Sadiq is like going through all these natural remedies for, you know, hey, do this for the nausea, do this for the fever, you know, get these like, like let's start getting these people treated um, mm-hmm. and kind of taking charge. So he's kind of almost back in his element um, a little bit. Right. Um, so then we you would back. think something's wrong. Like you would think they yeah. would question that. Like it's too many coincidences that of happening here that you would you, yeah. you'd think that they would get together and be like, "What is happening?" Like, but again, first, too, mm. everybody's sleep deprived. Now they're sick. Yeah, right. you know, Everybody, people aren't. Yeah, people aren't thinking straight. They're all on edge. Yeah. yeah. Um, Obviously, I mean, the people that are that aren't fighting zombies twenty four seven. Yeah, and then they're sick, and then yeah, so it's understandable. Yeah, and some of it's happening to the other settlements, right? There's stuff going on at at Hilltop, so mm-hmm. they, you know, again, they're not like completely in tune with everything that's going on. So, um, so we come back to Beta, and uh, they're all eating, and Beta tells Negan like he's not worthy to eat, and they kind of square up a little bit, and then Negan backs down. He's like, oh, okay, all right. And then he comes and sits next to this random whisperer, and he gives him that little bite to eat. <laughs> Negan takes it. It's kind of this funny. They're sitting on this log, and he yeah. just gives him this little piece of uh, piece of boar or whatever. Um, Which makes uh, Beta mad too, right? It's yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Does he knock Negan down at one point? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we cut back to to Hilltop and. Eugene finally gets a response on the radio. Um, and so I'm going to go through the Eugene stuff just because it kind of it kind of goes ba- a lot of back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. So the Eugene stuff. So he he's able to get on the radio, um, finds this woman uh, on the other side. And again, they're pretty – they're being somewhat cautious. Eugene less so than the, the, the lady on the radio. And he starts asking some, her some questions. She's not sure she wants to share anything with him um again everybody's kind of cautious because you never know who's on the other the other end of the radio um or who's out there so eugene decides he's going to go first and says he's from he's from dallas uh and then she's from strasburg and she's like well not that you know where that was and then eugene goes into this whole bit about trains and being a foamer and um that, that there's a train museum in strasburg and you know so the, the two of them bond because he's been to this town where she's from, 
that she doesn't think anybody knows of, especially somebody from you know Dallas, Texas. So, uh, so that was kind of funny. And then, and then later, you know, again, there's a lot of back and forth. So um, he tries to get some more information from her, and she's, and again, she's she's pretty skeptical about wanting to share. And they they kind of decide they'll just build up trust. And he's like, okay, look, I'll talk to you and you only, and and we'll keep this between the two of us. So if I ever call and there's somebody else that comes on that radio, then I'll know I can't trust you. And um, she doesn't want to – again, she doesn't really give up information on where they are. But Eugene says, I'll take that first step. And then he kind of opens up a little bit about Alexandria and and you know their communities and, and what's going on. So, again, he's kind of throwing the first branch out there to, to build this trust and this friendship and he feels like he's just getting this vibe off of her just from talking to her that she's a good person and not a bad person. So um, as, <clears throat> as as fans of the comic know, that I'm, I'm curious to see where this where this goes. Yeah. Show, right? If oh, it lines yeah. up with the comics or if this is going to be something different. Right. Um, and that, that's all I'll say about that. Good man. So then we cut back to Daryl and Carol. <clears throat> They're tracking the walkers. At this point, it's dark. And Carol makes some sound like she steps on a branch. The, wor- no- the world's lo- loudest twig. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All the um, other twigs she stepped on that day weren't very loud, but that one. That, that was one. it. That Check was the loud twig. one. Um, <clears throat> so then the walkers, obviously it was loud enough uh, to distract the walkers and bring them towards her, even though the, the, the whisperer was leading the herd another direction. So then they they start to take off between her and Daryl. The thing is encroaching on them. On on them, Daryl's able to have one almost kind of sneaks up on him. He's able to get the upper hand, kills it, or not even kills it. He snaps its neck. Yeah, and so it stops moving, and then guts it, and then pulls the you know drowns himself in the guts. He Daryled it up. Yeah, quick thinking. Yeah, and then basically stuck himself to that tree and didn't move. And so the, the herd kind of was coming towards him, and then you could hear one of those whispers say, look, whisper over here. And then they kind of move. They start moving in the other direction. I like the shot, though, because you, you could see Daryl doing the motion, cracking the neck, taking the guts out, rubbing it on his face, but you still see the whisper in the corner Yep, about yeah. to come towards him and, like, and he has to think, do I got to kill this guy or not? And it's, but it's so well done. It's almost like a movie. It was, yeah. it was almost like an action uh, movie the way they did it. Yeah. Good directing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Agreed. Uh, we cut back to Alexandria and Sadiq now is looking over the woman that Dante uh, was treating and kind of schmoozing with and flirting with. And she's not doing well at all. Like, um, she's having a lot of difficulty breathing and, um, she's, she's really not, not doing well at all. And Sadiq ends up having, uh, I guess he goes, he goes back to the house and he ends up having another episode, like with this panic attack thing, but this time he's losing time. So he's like blacking out or sleep or, you know, whatever. And then he comes to and he's standing on top of the windmill with Coco. Right. And that was Yeah. That was super creepy. It was. Um yep. because I expected him to maybe 
like somebody kind of come up to him and tap him or something, and he just yeah. kind of snap out of it. But the fact that he walked as far away from the house as he could, and then it was getting the, the baby. baby. Yeah, and then the sound of the windmill, like that windmill was mm-hmm. super, like just the the you know the the noise of the windmill and his disorientation and stuff. So this PTSD bit with with Sadiq is really starting to come to a head. Oh yeah. Uh, so we come back to Beta and Alpha, and Beta tells uh, uh, Alpha that Negan is too loud and weak. <laughs> uh, no, he tells Negan this. He tells you're too right. loud and you're weak. Um. And he, this is this is where he pushes him, and Negan kind of holds his ground to him, and basically says, "Look, man, I've done everything you know that that you've wanted me to do." And Beta's like, "Okay." So Beta slits open a walker, makes a bunch of noise, and then they leave him. And he's got his little pocket knife, and he's completely surrounded by uh, by walkers. And the rest of the whisperers uh, take take off. Uh, Daryl finally catches up with Carol and she has a lo and behold, she has a hostage <laughs> who is, who is zip tied. <laughs> Where'd the zip tie come from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, he's like, it wasn't in your bag. And she's like, well, maybe you missed it. It's <laughs> like, yeah. So again, he's questioning whether or not that was her intention all along. Come out here, find one of them. Cause she, she's, I, I'm pretty sure she's had a suspicion that they're coming out whispers are coming out like onesie twosie like they're not yeah. there's not a whole group of them right um so it seems pretty clear that this was her motive the whole time it wasn't to go after alpha it wasn't to kill the horde it was to to do recon and grab a prisoner and she appears to have succeeded in that and daryl seems super pissed uh-huh because you lied to him it's yes. one thing when she does Repeatedly. that to everybody else but i'm lying to him now it's not good and and Carol, I think, is so one track mind, so focused on getting revenge for Henry that mm-hmm. I don't think she even cares. Like she's no, no, she's just you know, like it's if if their friendship is a casualty of her getting revenge for Henry, then I think she at this point she honestly feels like that that that's worth the sacrifice. I think that, and she also has this feeling of you'll just get over it. Like she does that. She True. did that with Rick too. Yeah, where it was like. Yeah. Listen, you love me. You'll get over it. Like it, yeah. it you know, like it, when you get after you're mad, after you get over being angry, you'll see it was for the greater good. You will get over it. Yeah, think, she feels. I'm sorry. I was going to say she has such a rage on for Alpha. Yeah. After, after that last uh, standoff yeah. there, where she almost killed her. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like you said, Henry and all that other stuff. Uh, I think that that rage is kind of blinding her to everything else. And she feels like she's righteous. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, when she, she feels gets like that mode. She's done this before. Yeah. Like when she's in that mode, you'll be. I'll do. I'll do it, and then you'll just have to get over it. Yep. Afterwards, that's what makes you so mad at her sometimes, because she'll have that attitude of you know, listen, I killed this guy. It's all right. I killed this one bad guy. You let it go. You will let yep. it go after I kill this one bad. Because this is what we want anyway, right? This is what we do. Yeah, if the outcome is the way that that everybody is happy with, then they'll 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 forget the means, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's just the ends that you know mm. that, that that they get to. Um. So again, it was, and that's all we got out of them. Like that, that we leave the ep. Well, I mean, the episode's not over at this point, but but for for them, the episode's over. So we don't right, get right. any resolution here. So all we know at the end of this episode is Daryl's pissed off at Carol. Carol has a prisoner. 
and they obviously have to take him back because they can't let him go because no can't you know can't. he'll obviously go back to to the rest of them tell them they crossed the border and then it's going to be bad news for everybody which is also why she did it too because she knew sure. you know like there's no way you're gonna you might be mad but there's no way you're gonna but, let yeah you're go. not gonna let this dude go yeah right <clears throat> so then we end the, the episode and Ne- Alpha and Beta are lamenting the sad demise <laughs> of poor Negan and him <laughs> and him not passing this yeah, test. Right, right. Um, He's weak. Yes, and of course, what happens? Out comes Negan, blood stained and all out no. of the woods, asking, "Where's my goddamn skin suit?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he's carrying that big old board, uh, that big old branch, like he would Lucille. Like he oh, walks yeah. up with that big bloody stump of a of a board. Oh yeah. And then of course he kneels in front of Alpha. So which pisses Beta off. Huge, yeah. So he's again. Negan knows how to play the game, and mm-hmm. play the game he is. So he watched. He saw. He knew what to do, yep. and he used it. And he even made a point of telling Beta earlier. <clears throat> that he's never, he's like, oh, I've had people kneel before me, and I've, you know, but I've never kneeled before anybody. Mm-hmm. But I get it, you know, you, you know, and goes on and on and on. Right. So, you know, obviously making a big deal out of the fact that he's the one kneeling. So that's where we end the episode. All I guess is that whether my reputation precedes me or not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I just, I love that. Again, it was, it was nice. We've talked about this before, but mm. too much Negan gets a little old. But yeah. it is kind of nice to have the old Negan back, even if it's just for going to be for a few episodes. Here. Well, that's um, the it's... best thing about it, right? You let it go a little yes. bit for a while, and then when it's time, boom, there we go. And I'm all and I'm all for him doing his shtick with the whispers. Absolutely, because it just solely. I mean, the whispers take themselves so seriously. You know, what I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. so dour and 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 all this other stuff, and it's like. Negan is just, like, popping that balloon by walking in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's all right for him to be super asshole in this one. Like, yes. it, it, with this group. Like, it's... They got it coming. Indeed. <clears throat> all right. Well, before we uh, talk about our busters, we'll do a brief message from the sponsor, DCBService.com. It's See, November. Holidays are approaching. You know, it is... Uh, what, 45 days till Christmas now? Oh, Too yeah. few. Yeah, something like that. And uh, not, only, not only Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus, mm-hmm. uh, Solstice, all the different things that people celebrate when to give gifts to each other. Soul cycle. Yeah, soul cycle. Sure. Boy, that Raphael story about, um, never mind. Um, <laughs> anyway, if you would like to find some really sweet, cool gifts for your geeky friends, and you don't want to spend top dollar for them. In fact, you want to save 25 30 40 sometimes 50% off on stuff. Then you, my friend, you want to go to DCBService.com because you are smarter than everyone else. And you will save the money. And you will have the dog barking. And <laughs> Shut up, dog, dog. That dog is so excited by these prices. That's what it is. He's like, whoa, that's even cheap for a dog. Uh, but they not only have... They have uh, they have comics, they have graphic novels, they have uh, clothing, action figures, gaming supplies, statues, uh, collectibles. You name it, they've got it. Oh, I'm seeing these really cool, um, uh, the new Watchmen series, of course, we're covering it on uh, a co-podcast here, but they have these really sweet, they're just white Rorschach tees 
with like the different uh, patterns from the the book. Very oh, nice. Twenty five percent off uh, right now at DCB Service. Um, again, it's really easy to spend literally hours looking around at the stuff they have on DCB Service, trying to pick something out for your friends, loved ones, and coworkers. But it will be time well spent because you'll be saving a ton of money. You'll be getting a lot of cool stuff, and you'll be supporting a small business. That's a win-win-win situation. How many times do you get to one of those? So, dcbservice.com, their uh, sister uh, site, instocktrades.com, if you're more trade paperback or hardcover inclined. And as always, we thank them for their support. Cool. So we'll talk about our buster ratings for this episode. I'll go first. I'm going to give it a solid four. I I thought this was a great episode. Um, You know, between... Uh, the Carol and Daryl stuff, which we've, I think I've said that quite a bit this episode, um, or this season rather. And uh, the, I thought the Negan stuff was, was again, refreshing to have, have been away from it for long enough. Uh, uh, so that, so that's, that's good. But yeah, solid, solid four. I mean, again, they, I think we've only had kind of that one slight mishap uh, of an episode this season, I think. Uh, and the rest of it's been pretty rock solid. Jim, what'd you think? Um, usually when they have these uh, episodes where they focus on like two or three things at the same time, I'm, I'm usually down with maybe one or two of the segments, but th- you know, there's always one that's kind of a clunker. I thought this episode was really you know good all around. Negan, I think the stuff with Negan and the Whispers is priceless. It's just great to watch them like push their buttons and kind of pop that button, bubble of seriousness they live in. Um, the stuff with Daryl and Carol, I mean, two of my favorite characters. It's always great to see those actors play off each other. And then, you know, the stuff with Eugene and the radio is intriguing, of course, you know, having read the book. So, yeah, I give it a straight four out of five busters. Uh, another another good episode for a decent season, for sure. Cool. Daryl, what do you say? Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was a, it's a, it was a nice transitional episode, right? It's building to the uh, big reveals, I think, uh, which I'm looking forward to seeing, especially uh, if you no, read the comic. Now, is, um, next, is next week the season uh, halfway point, or is it the week after? I know we're coming up on the half-season mark. That's right? we got two more yeah. weeks. Two more. Two more okay. weeks. And it feels like it, right? Yeah, it's all winding up for the big, big stuff, right? Yeah, there's some big stuff coming. So I also give it a four. It was good. It was, uh, you know, Eugene stuff. The uh, the stuff with Carol and Daryl is always great. Um, Negan is you know Negan being able to be Negan without it being annoying uh, it was awesome uh, it was a nice little prize to, to get this Negan uh, after a little, little bit of time uh, so yeah it, it, uh, definitely uh, 4 out of 5 excellent uh, does anybody have Aaron's Aaron do we know an Aaron yes oh yes Aaron I'm sorry <laughs> you want to go to wall A.A. Ron uh, Aaron Newark was not able to be with us tonight I believe he's off watching Knives Out tonight which is definitely one of my most anticipated movies of the year uh, but he did write in with some words uh, hey guys on the plus side I'll likely be on for the mid-season finale episode well thanks Aaron that's awesome uh, but still sorry to be ab- so absent uh, I liked Bonds more of a table-setting episode, but much like in the comics, this is where I am really starting to like Negan. Even if I don't buy this act for a second, as far as pledging loyalty, yeah, I don't think any of us do. Uh, I love the way he's playing up to Alpha and Raging Beta. The rest of the episode is fine, but we got to get that stomach flu under control. Three and a half busters. On a side note, 
I'm hoping to secure us a guest spot on Eugene's AV Club, a podcast devoted to the particulars of mechanical engineering in an apocalyptic scenario. Yeah, I hear they also have Yars Revenge uh, tips and tricks. On <laughs> All right, Aaron, thanks for writing in. Appreciate it, man. Uh, every week we ask our uh, Facebook group, the Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group, I must, I must say. That would be facebook.com slash groups slash WDTV podcast. Uh, to chime in with their Buster ratings and let us know what they think of each episode every week. And this week is no exception, and we have a really healthy uh, response this week. Also on the Facebook group, as I mentioned, I think I mentioned, maybe I didn't, uh, Aaron uh, Neuwirth writes uh, weekly reviews of each episode on We Live Entertainment, and we link to them there. So, uh, Dre Irvin, often our first commenter, is, often, is first again. Uh, five, this is the best Negan has ever been. I am completely interested in everything happening and have no real issues with this episode out of five. Wow. I bet next week that old lady dies and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> uh, Mike Jones, five Oregon trails out of five. Rock on, Mike. I'm not even an outbreak of dysentery could stop this from being a great episode. <laughs> uh, JDM is playing Negan to perfection. My favorite episode of the season. P.S. I am suspect of Eugene's friend on the radio. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Johnny Stower, five out of Aaron needs to get back ASAP out of five. Uh, you guys missed it last week, although I learned to gut a body so it doesn't float, which makes sense, but they're tainting the Alexandria water supply. That is why everyone's getting sick. Yep, that's what I was saying. Yep. Didn't we see this before? Didn't the people die? I can't remember. I hope Rosita doesn't die this uh, die because of this because she was supposed to be on a pike. What's up with the Saeed scene? Did he sleepwalk with the baby outside? Or was that a dream? Super confused. Uh, Negan Badass, and I can't wait to see what's next. The season is really, really good. All the Carol Daryl scenes, uh, good. But what happens to Carol if Alpha dies, but she's not the one to do it? Will she be okay with that or just get weirder? Hmm. I think she'll be fine. Um, she might stomp on him like Ozymandias did on the frozen corpse a couple weeks ago on Watchmen, but I think she'll be okay. Uh, Lisa Kelly, four dead little piggies out of five. Samantha Morton's portrayal of Alpha is mesmerizing. Uh, she's usually she's only usually in the episodes relatively briefly, but she just owns it. She moves with that animalistic swagger and is so intense, I can't look away. If anyone can handle her, it's Negan. Uh, there's going to be some fun times ahead. And was it me, or did anyone else pick up that Daryl was on the verge of declaring his love for Carol when she asked about Connie? Hmm. I, I didn't pick up on that. No. I didn't pick up on that. But, I mean, I don't, I don't really ship them, so I guess I wasn't looking for it. So, uh, Mike Jones writes in with a question for me. Hey, Jim Deeds is resident chef. Why did they bury the pig first instead of just eating it? Um, well, you can store things underground. That's why we have root cellars and stuff. Uh, so, I mean, I think it's I think it's like every five feet down is another eight degrees. I can't remember. There's a, there is a ratio there. So that might be why, but I thought it was just them putting the carcass in the hole. Not- yeah, I, w- I need to go back and look because I couldn't. I couldn't remember if it was the carcass. Because so here's what confused me: when they first buried it, it looked like a whole pig. But then <laughs> when they were eating the pig, and Negan made a point of saying he helped kill it, I assumed that it was the carcass. But you could be right in that it. So two purposes, right? Preserving. And then two, you don't want to leave a carcass around because the dead will come and just just eat it, right? Or or, right. or tear into it. So you have to find a way to store it that isn't going to attract attention or attract 
uh, the dead. So oh, I've I've helped roast uh, pigs and oxen actually at an ox roast, and basically they just lead them into a hole. <laughs> into a, so I mean, you know, there's a you know, the pig roaster done that way too. You know, in a hole in the ground. So you know, uh, but you know, now that we have refrigeration, I would not recommend any of those. Things. Yeah, no kidding. Right? <laughs> um, Mary Turkpecia five betas with benefits out of five. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed this episode and could watch Negan and Beta all day long. Alpha is always brilliant to watch, but some season four vibes with the stomach bug outbreak. Hopefully Aaron lets the communities know what he saw by the river. Looking forward to the next two episodes to end the first half. have a feeling there'll be a couple of goodbyes. <laughs> Richard, Chopper Cherry Charrington, Marathon Runner, and Coors Light Enthusiast writes in. Uh, five Negan in sheep's clothing out of five. Surely Negan... Uh, isn't pledging loyalty to Alpha? I can see it being another Eugene Trojan horse scenario. Um, Mike Jones says he's totally working uh, her over to destroy them from within. Which, you know, could be. Uh, Yuki Yoshisawada. Hold on, I need to... Got hydrate. Oh, it's a short one. Uh, 3.5 Norman, Norman Reedus and the Funky Fetus out of 5. My gamers get the reference. Yeah, there's... A lot of weird stuff in Death Stranding. Uh, this is another short one. Uh, everything with Carolyn and Daryl was slow, but when you stop and think about it, the Whisperers not only have been crossing our borders for weeks, they also came and took our territory. We were here first. They took our land. Eugene, uh, parentheses Herman, Porter, was somewhat boring, but it's to be expected when talking on a radio issue story. She didn't even say her name. Eugene did show the same trust. Uh, ops, that's a secret. Uh, Negan shines as he does in this episode. Everyone agrees that he's loud and sucks as a whisperer, but I'm sure he's not sucking the Kool-Aid. He wouldn't do that to Lydia, RJ, and Judith. And yes, Rick, too. We need a flashback of Negan reacting to hearing that great Rick Grimes is dead. Uh, dead fact, this is the first time in The Walking Dead that two characters classified as major recurring primary antagonists have interacted with each other. Negan and Alpha. That's uh, that's true. I didn't think of that. Um, had to get this joke in. Please use your imagination. Eugene, messing with radio. Is anyone out there? Reaper, is there any male and of opposite said male to respond? Morgan's voice on radio. If you're listening, know that we're here to help. We all have to work together. And Eugene quickly turns off the radio and Yumiko walks in. Yumiko, was that a new voice? Eugene, no, we don't talk about them. Negan sitting on a windowsill for reasons. They spun off. Yumiko's <laughs> not an understanding. Oh, yeah, I get it. One of us spun off just before we met you. Negan and Eugene stare in confusion. <laughs> uh, Brent Jones. Four extra long skin suit britches out of five. Uh, JDM is crushing as Negan. I know that drug that wore out far too long, but Negan is now so great. Love Daryl and Carol together and their trust issues. Daryl is right not to take her at face value, and she should know to tell him the truth from the jump. And I'm glad someone mentioned the contaminated water. I forgot. And lastly, Alpha Actress is phenomenal. I'd love to see Maggie dealing with this, but I'm looking forward to her dealing with the cleanup. Uh, 4.5 busters out of 5 from Kevin Barry. Uh, no, longer t- no time for a long review, but maybe I'll get this in before the podcast is finished. No, I don't think you will, sir. Uh, Angie DeSalvo, five busters out of five. Uh, once again, Negan is kicking ass. I feel like he's definitely with the whispers to stir the pot, perhaps manipulate both Alpha and Beta against each other. I'm kind of annoyed that Daryl 
uh, gated in across the border with Daryl. There are Carol. They are risking everyone's life by doing so. And on top of it, Carol wasn't being honest with him. I understand Carol's frustration and the fact she wants justice and revenge for her son, but capturing one of them doesn't seem like a good idea. Isn't anyone going to notice he's missing? Uh, loving this season of Walking Dead. Can't wait for next week. Uh, Marianne Corridor, uh, 4.5 busters out of 5. Okay, is it me or does anyone else think Dante is creepy? Uh, yes. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, what doctor talks to their patients like that? I have two theories about the illness our community is experiencing. One, Dante is a whisperer as infiltrated the community and started the flu. Or two, Sadiq and his PTSD haze may have started this. I don't know. I'm hedging my bets that this has something to do with him. Uh, the Eugene scenes were great. Just wondering if this is what Match.com is going to be like in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> uh, my favorite scenes are with Negan and Beta. Uh, the whole music montage with them and him skinning the walker. Priceless. I hope Negan's endgame is redemption and saving our communities. I can't believe we are almost at the almost of our midseason finale. Okay, and that's all the Buster ratings we have this week. And if you want to be part of the uh, discussion next week, by all means, join our Facebook group and get your Busters in there before we usually record on uh, Monday or Tuesday night. And we'll be happy to read your Busters on the air as well. Excellent. Well, you can find more great podcasts like this here episode you just listened to uh, on the HHWLOD.com website and the Master Feed where we've been doing We Watch the Watchmen, which uh, will have episode four coming up shortly, um, yeah. which is actually the third episode of, uh, of, the, of the TV show, which is right. moving right along. What uh, I've been doing is I've been putting the titles of the episodes as the titles of the podcast, so it's not confusing. Perfect. Okay. Um, so you can definitely check that out there, <clears throat> um, and let us know what you what you think about that. Um, as well as uh, Mr. Taylor, where can folks find more of your great stuff? Uh, you can uh, find uh, look up the Taylor Network uh, feed where it's available on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, all those places, uh, or the website TaylorNetworkPodcast dot com. And, uh, yeah, you can check me and Jim out on uh, Nothing's On, which is TV and movies. You can check me and, and Russ on uh, Gossip by Geeks. And uh, also you can check me and Jim and, and Chubb uh, on uh, DCTV, which we got to do that soon. Yeah, I think we're gonna do it. we'll probably do an episode soon leading up to the crisis. Yeah, yeah, so we'll be doing that. And that will be available on the DC All-Stars uh, feed. Uh, so definitely check that out. Awesome. Where can folks find you, Mr. Dietz? Well, as uh, as uh, uh, Russ mentioned, we watch Watchmen. It's a weekly uh, look at the Watchmen HBO series. Uh, nothing's on with Daryl. And uh, you can check me out at oldmagicgaming.com. We have our D&D podcasts there. If you're into the Dungeons and or Dragons. Cool. Oh, I, I'm you're... sorry. I also wanted to mention this week I guested on the uh, Vox Popcast. Uh, talking about Watchmen since I'm wow uh, nice uh, with uh, a couple of people who are really like much much smarter than me. They're college professors who teach Watchmen uh, as their uh, part of their class curriculum. So it was a super interesting discussion. Uh, that's Vox Popcast. That's on uh, iTunes. Fantastic. And then, as we mentioned before, you can check out Aaron's reviews at WeLiveEntertainment.com. Um, also, his podcast out now with Aaron and Abe. 
which you can check out where they discuss the weekly movie reviews uh, or they discuss the weekly movies as they come out um, and give their reviews and thoughts on them as well as do various commentary tracks. So check out Out Now with Aaron and Abe. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, as we head into the home stretch, before we get the uh, what I call the Super Bowl break, um, when we get into uh, December, January, and then we'll be back in in uh, in February uh, for the back ha- half of the of the season. There's no more room in hell on the dead walk the earth. Stand back, because everybody wants a slice of Eugene. Amen. And important to storm. <laughs> <laughs> a twenty is a twenty. That's right. I'll take a W is a W. <laughs>